Welcome everybody to the Kim Barrett Show. I am your host, Kim Barrett. And on today's episode, we have the amazing Mr. International Man of Mystery, Ace Ready. Uh, Ace is an absolute gun when it comes to e-commerce. Now, he's actually, the questions I had to ask him though were actually around his use of memes, right? It may sound funny, but you've got to check this episode out. So he's built a training consulting business and still works in the e-commerce space, but he's really been able to leverage that and have some pretty cool people and interactions leveraging memes as well. So we walk through his strategy, unpack what it is that he does. And I'm really looking forward to you guys being able to check this one out. So let's make sure that if you are someone who's wanted to grow a business using memes or want to find out what that means, you jump into this. Now, of course, if we can ever help you with your marketing and your advertising, make sure you head over to www.mogulcall.com and we'll do everything we can to help you guys there. But without further ado, let's jump into the show. Ace, my man, thank you so much for making the time to join us today. Really appreciate it. Dude, thanks for having me on, bro. My absolute pleasure, man. Now, I like to always start off with one question, same to everyone, which is if you and I are at a party, we're hanging out, we're starting to talk to each other, and I say, Ace, what is it that you actually do? Well, I do e-commerce, and I help other people start e-commerce businesses online so they can get rid of their jobs or make a bunch of money and live the life that they really want to live. So I think that's an accurate description of it. I love it, man. I thought you were going to say king of memes. I was expecting that to be the answer. Like, I mean, come on. That's what you're known for, right? I've gotten so many connections with these memes, bro. It's fucking crazy. Let's dive into that a little bit because we were talking before earlier and you said it's like opened up some stuff. Like, what, like number one, and because when I say king of memes, like, guys, legit, he, like, all the time, everything I see from you or like up until probably recently has been quite heavily meme related. Mm-hmm. How did you go down the track of doing that? How did you use that to grow and attract and get connected with people and things like that. Tell, tell us tell us the story, the meme story. So here's, here's what I think it is, right? So the easiest way to connect with someone is to find something that you both can mutually agree on. So for example, if I hate, let's say, I hate, let's say I'm a vegan, I'm not a fucking vegan, but if I was a vegan and you were a vegan, I posted a meme about vegan or I even wrote a post saying, oh, I'm a vegan, I love being a vegan. You're gonna love me too because we both have something you know, in common. So now I could reach out to you and I could ask you for a favor. I could ask you to do a promo for me. And we just had that kind of affinity there, right? So you'd mm-hmm. probably do it for me. That's thing number one, right? That's what I've discovered first. The second thing I would discover is that it's much easier for you to communicate through memes. Because look, if I write a post saying, okay, guys, I'm a vegan, you know, all of that stuff, like you have to put in the energy to read the entire thing, right? Mm-hmm. And like you have to like read it and you have to analyze it. But with the meme, you don't have to do anything. You just see it and you get it in like a second. So it's probably the fastest way of communication, right? Mm-hmm. So if I, like if there's something that I think my market's going to relate with, I'm just going to post a meme. And the next thing you know, they're like, oh, I like this. And they like, they like the meme. They like the second meme because it's something that they can relate with. Five or six memes later, they feel like we're best friends now, even if we've never spoken before. Because they're like, oh, we have, we have the same belief structure. Right. And I think that's a very powerful thing, especially now because attention is so hard to get these days because everyone's like obviously distracted. You know, they're watching seven videos on the side. And the meme, it, I don't know, man, it just, it just hits them exactly where it has to hit them. And it's just perfect, right? Like fast communication, quick affinity. 
And one of the things that I do to build a bunch of connections is I post memes, right? Like, for example, we were talking about how I got this big author to jump on the podcast, huge author, uh, wrote very famous books, which I'm sure you guys have heard of, books on power and war and that kind of stuff. So you probably know who I'm talking about. So I posted this cat meme, right? I posted a meme about cats. The author loves cats. So he liked the meme. The moment he liked it, I messaged him. I'm like, hey, you know, it's great to see that you liked my meme. How about we jump on a podcast? Because it, it'll be really fun. I'm going to ask you some hard questions. That's my pitch, by the way. Like I literally tell them I'm going to ask you hard questions. Because then they're like, okay, well, now I'm going to jump on to see what it is, build up the curiosity. So I messaged him that, and we became friends, and now we're doing a podcast. The same happened with another friend of mine called Vito Glazers. I don't know the guy. I never heard. I mean, I, I know the guy because he's pretty big, but he's never heard of me, right? And he jumped. He jumps on my timeline. He starts liking my memes, and and then he starts sending me memes and messenger. He's like, okay, bro, this is a good meme you could post. And this is a huge guy. Like he charges like twenty five thousand dollars for PR packages and stuff. And I'm like, okay, dude, you know, I think we're friends now. We both are sharing memes with each other. I think we're cool. And then we start doing some business together with like some of the other projects and stuff. And that's really as simple as it is, bro. It's like you got to find something that you both have in common, right? The market and you. Mm-hmm. And you just post a meme that's, that sort of is like a bridge to the connection. And when they like it, you instantly message them. And you're like, hey, you know, nice to see you like my meme. Here's what we could do together. And that's really as simple as it is. You just, you just get the connection. I love that. Now, were these, did you already have these guys added? Did you already like strategically think I'm going to add them because are they finding it just organic when you're posting organically on your page or are they worth friends with you already? Or like, how are they actually coming across and seeing it? Well, if I find anyone interesting on Facebook, I instantly send them a friend request. That's what I do. And that's why you got to have a good profile picture too, because a profile picture is what will get that attention. Right now, me personally, I had a pic, I had the same picture for like three years, I think which was like me sitting near a beach and like you could see the beach and stuff. I, I figured out pretty early, like I think in 2016, I realized something very important, which I don't think a lot of people know about Facebook, is in your profile picture, if you have the color blue, you're going to do well because everyone feels the aura of calmness around you. And I don't know if it's true, but that's just what I've realized because I've split this to different images, I've split this to different pictures and whatnot. And I've realized that if you have the color blue, so if you have a beach in your picture or if you have like a blue suit in your picture like I have now, it just makes people feel like you're an authority, right? Mm. So having a good picture and sending everyone friend requests is most likely going to get you accepted. Now, do I know these guys? Yeah, I mean, the author, yeah. So we ran a Facebook group together. So that's how I know him. He was in the group and you know, we did a bunch of, law of human, laws of human nature promotions. Okay, I, I think I gave out the name there. So we did a bunch of those promotions, but that's how I know him. But some of the other guys, I think you also got to make a name for yourself. I think at this point, I have a decent reputation. I think a lot of people know me. 200 testimonials, I mean, you know, you just can't. I mean, you could fake 10 testimonials, you fake 20 testimonials, you can't fake 200, right? That's a huge amount of testimonials and social proof. So I think at this point, I have a ton of social proof. And when someone jumps on my profile, which by the way, memes also plays a lot into this as well, because not a lot of people know it. When you post memes, you're going to have a higher engagement than any of your posts can ever have. Some of my memes have done like 300 or even 400 likes on them. And when someone's on your profile, they see that you have a stack of these posts with like 400 likes on them or 200 likes on them. Instantly, they're like, okay, this guy has a follower, right? And you have authority in a second and you didn't even have to do a lot for it. So that's another thing that 
I think really helps just to have good memes. You know, obviously you gotta have good taste. I see a lot of people posting memes, they don't have good taste, so you know, they don't do well. So if you post the right memes and you have a bunch of engagement, start adding these people on Facebook, they're gonna be friends with you. And at some point they're gonna see a meme of yours that they relate with. It's just gonna happen. You just gotta keep posting. At some point they're gonna see something, they connect with you. And after that, you guys are cool, you're buddies, you could do podcasts together, whatever you wanna do, you could do. I love that. What's your meme ratio, right? So if you're dropping memes and then you also wanna obviously share about like what you're doing and then you're, you know, you're e-commerce specialist and whatnot, like how do you, be, like what's your ratio of like memes to like call to action posts? I mean, me personally, I don't think I care much, bro. I mean, like back then I used to have something I referred to as a sandwich method. And the sandwich method is like, you post two memes. No, you post a meme, you post a pitch, and you post a meme. So the idea is that the meme drives the engagement up. So it's like, so on your profile, right? So when you're posting memes, a bunch of people start liking your stuff. And they start liking your stuff regularly. So when you post a pitch, Facebook's going to be like, well, they enjoyed his post before. Now they're going to enjoy this one too. And then they start showing them the pitch, which gets you a lot of engagement. So we used to post one meme. And if it works well, I'd post a pitch. And then I'd post another meme. And then I'd post another pitch. I used to call it the sandwich methods, like one, two memes, one or two memes, and then a pitch, and one or two memes, and then a pitch. But the idea with that, honestly, is that you gotta, you got to be a person that's a business person posting memes. You shouldn't be a comedian. There's a yeah. big difference there, right? Because if you're a comedian, if you're just posting memes, no one's going to buy anything from you because they're like, okay, well, he's a joke. But if you're a business person that's posting memes for business, like, like for casual purposes, that's a whole different identity. And that's something you need to build up. Also, it depends a lot on how you got the audience. So like my audience, right, they come to me because I post a bunch of valuable posts and they see my posts in other groups and stuff. And they're like, oh, you know, he's got, he's got a great reputation. He's got some great content. Let's add him. But if that wasn't the scenario, yeah, I'd be pretty messed up. So like be the authority at something using memes, uh, using memes as a tool. But if you're a meme guy and that's all you do, no one's going to buy anything from you. And you got to keep spinning it up. So it's like sometimes you don't post memes anymore. You come back, you start posting memes again, you start like pitching for a week and you kind of have to naturally get the flow of. Yeah, I love that. And then you do a really good job, obviously, in, in dropping value in a lot of like big Facebook groups, you always drop the value in. And then obviously you get a lot of, I would say almost third party validation as well. So a lot of other awesome people, like I know one of my buddies, Michael Devlin, I always speak super highly of you all the time whenever I see a post. So you, you, you kind of do a phenomenal job with that, which is, which is really cool to see. Now, for, for everyone listening, when you said like, obviously e-commerce is kind of your specialist and you train people in, in e-commerce as well. For me, when I look at e-commerce and I'm like, I have to, you know, like applaud you for it. Cause like, to me, it's like, I, I stick to my lead generation, like lead generation. I love that. It's easy for me. It's like e-commerce. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, pull my hair out. Like, so you help people from the very beginning, like to choose their products or is it more that people come to you? It's like, cool, I've got an online store. I'm crushing it and I want to crush it more. Or do you do a bit of both? Like what sort of like realm of e-commerce do you play with? Well, so here's the thing, right? So we kind of had a different we changed something. We had like this transition recently. So I had like courses for like two years now. I've had courses on like finding products and picking products and testing products and scaling them. One of the things that I've noticed is although I've created a bunch of success stories, I think two, two comma club winners, Chris Funnel and Brent Shepard, they credit my Facebook ad system to hitting the two comma club. Cause they're like, well, I've used his system to hit it. 
And apart from that, like 20 other two comic club winners give me testimonials and stuff because they've watched my content and loved it. But the primary problem that I've seen is that it's very easy for me to go out there, pick products, and start pushing them and making money because I already know what to look for, right? But even if I break it down to a science and show people exactly what to look for, it's still hard for them because they, they don't have the they don't have the experience. They don't they don't know how to do it. But the easiest part about this is the ads, right? Because you could tell them exactly what to do and you could tell them, hey, this is how we get our, this is how we set up ads, this is how we get good creatives and stuff. The hardest part about this is dealing with suppliers, merchant processors, dealing finding products, testing products, negotiating with suppliers, bunch of stuff, right? And I've always said this, even in my courses, like getting to your first $10,000 per month is the hardest because you got to figure out suppliers, you got to figure out everything and you got to build a store up from scratch. You don't know what niche is going to work for you. You're going to be testing 10 different products. You're probably not going to make any money from it. So like there's all these problems that we constantly saw and clients were again, you know, we had clients making a ton of money, but I'd say that the majority of people were getting really stuck with the product selection and stuff. And we, we tried everything, bro. Like I've tried everything. I've tried to break it down to a science. I did live walkthroughs. Yeah, dude, I've even done three coaching calls for like a thousand bucks because I didn't even care about doing, like I didn't even care about the money. Like I was like, look, I'm just going to help you guys. I have an academy. Join it for 1500. Fuck, I'll do three coaching calls for you guys and help you guys set, get set up because that was my whole goal. I'm, like for me, making money with info marketing is really fun. I'm not, I'm not one of those guys that's just going to say, you know, I, I don't do this for the money kind of stuff because I do like the money that you make from the info marketing. But I don't know, man. I'm just like, I just feel very guilty when people don't get results. Like, well, you know, this guy just paid me 1500 bucks and he's got like $3,000 that he's about to spend on ads. What if he loses the $3,000 testing the wrong product? Like that's always been the biggest fear of mine. Cause then I'm like, well, I just put $4,500 of his in like a trash can. Cause the guy, he messed up and he lost all this money. And now I can't, like, I don't know. I just feel responsible for it. Especially if he bought my course. Right. And a lot of people were making money obviously, but a lot of people again, and I would even tell them to pick the right product and they would be like, no, it doesn't make any sense to me. Like I want to pick the product that I like emotionally. And I was, I was having a conversation with the person today and she's like, I don't feel it with these products. I'm like, whenever the fuck I felt it with the product, it never worked. It never worked. Like I always felt it, put a bunch of money into it. Just real, didn't realize that it didn't even convert. You don't have to feel anything. You break it down to a science and you do what works. Right? You, like, you don't bring any emotions into that kind of business because sometimes you're like, oh, this is such a great product. I'm going to sell it. Turns out it isn't. And then what do you do? You're now $5,000 out and you don't, you're not even making any money. So the one thing that we're doing now is we have this new business model that I was playing with. And I have to tell you my story for that. It's like I used to be in the CPA marketing business, right? And I don't know if you know CPA, but it's like affiliate marketing, heavy scale, yeah. lots of ads. So we used to run a lot of Facebook and native ads and that kind of stuff. And around 2016, it started to, it started to go down a little. Now I had another mastermind at this point. It was a $10,000 mastermind, very private mastermind of mine that I was running. And we had like 40 people in it and I was training them all on CPA stuff. So we were making money with it. And then Facebook decides to kill certain parts of it that were allowing us to make a bunch of money. So, one of the things that we've used back in the day was cloakers. Facebook wouldn't let you use cloakers anymore. Now, if you don't even know what a cloaker is, don't even worry about it. Don't even look it up. Doesn't even work anymore, so don't worry about it. Native ads start going down, everything starts going down. And at this point, I'm like, look, I'm a traffic guy. Like I know Facebook very well. What do I do to make money? I had this one client who was in my mastermind 
and he he was making six figures with this e-commerce store. I was like, dude, how are you doing it? He's like, oh, I use your Facebook ad system to do it. I'm like, how the fuck did you do that? He's like, well, let me show you. And he shows me the business model, right? And I've done e-commerce before. Like, I, that's what I did before I got into CPA. For me, the CPA thing was just too lucrative back then. So I was like, yeah, fuck e-commerce. And who's going to deal with the fulfillment and stuff? So I jumped to, you know, e-commerce to CPA. But he showed, he showed me what the heck I was doing. And I'm like, dude, that's awesome. I can help you scale this campaign. Like, whatever my advice was, it worked for you. So now let me consult you on scaling it. So I jumped on as a Facebook ads consultant. We scaled that store to like two hundred and fifty or two hundred seventy thousand dollars. We're selling yoga leggings, guys. This is how fun it is. Selling yoga stuff, like yoga mats and that kind of stuff. Two seventy thousand dollars selling yoga mats, and we made like fifty thousand or something profit with it, which wasn't a lot. But for me, it just got my brain like it, it just got me into that whole e-commerce loop, right? Because now I was like, look, I own the brand. Right, I own the brand that I'm running ads to. It's my thing. And even if Facebook shuts me down or someone else shuts me down, I still own the brand. I can sell the business. I can find something else to do there. So that is, I think, where it started off. And obviously, I was a consultant there, so I didn't have to deal with the fulfillment and stuff. Later, we decided to start another store in the motorcycle niche. We scaled that up to 100,000. And that's when I really started to get annoyed because I was like, who the heck is going to deal with fulfillment? Who the fuck is going to deal with all these customers emailing you, ask for refunds and stuff? And then you obviously have like your shipping times being slow and all that stuff, right? And we obviously did a good job with it. I just found it to be terribly painful. I was like, bro, who the heck is going to do this? So one of the things that I started doing on the side actually is I would like take the income that we're making or take like our winning ad campaigns and I just give them away. And I'm like, hey guys, you know, here's what we're doing to make a bunch of money. Here's what we're doing to make a bunch of money. I do that like every week. I'm like, here's how we made 10,000 here. Here's how we made 15,000 here. At some point, everyone started reaching out to me for advice. They were like, okay, dude, like we have the store, you know, we have it's doing five grand a month. How do we scale it to 100 grand? And then I was like, okay, you know, there's an opportunity here. These guys, they 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 don't mind handling the fulfillment. They don't mind handling the supplier, and they have the winning products to go with it. All they want to learn how to do is to scale their campaigns because they're scared of it, quite frankly. They don't know how to scale their campaigns or they don't want to lose a bunch of money trying to scale it. So they're scared of it. They want someone like me to come in and teach them because I was like the expert, right? So what we start doing is start partnering up with stores for like 20 to 30% of the profit margin. So they're like, okay, bro, like we'll own 30% of your store. We split all the profits by 30%. And if we sell the store, I still get my 30% from the full value. So we got contracts in place and stuff. So I started partnering up with a few stores. So now I didn't only own one brand that was making me money. I owned like six different brands and send, send me money every month. You know, and I was only doing one thing, which is running ads, right? Which later I didn't even do that. I got another guy in. I'm like, bro, here's how you do this. The guy starts running ads and now I'm making money from six different e-commerce stores. I don't have to deal with customers. I don't have to deal with like finding products. I don't have to do anything like that, right? And I don't know for two years, bro, like I, uh, like I felt very strongly that this is very hard for an average beginner to do because again, you got to understand scaling for this, right? But two weeks ago or maybe three weeks ago, I was talking to my business partner about it. And I was like, bro, like, I think we could really show people this model because the product selection thing, it's hard anyway. This is just 10 times easier. People, like once they understand how to scale campaigns, which by the way, you run Facebook ads too. This is the easiest thing to do, right? 
it's like once you have campaigns that are working, it's it's way easier to scale them than to get to the first ten thousand dollars a month because the first ten thousand is just like you you don't know anything, you have no idea, you have no data, zero. So I was talking to him and I was like, look, we we could really show people how to do this. And then we started breaking it down and we started figuring things out. And honestly, it's not that hard to get the client and it's not hard to scale the stores if you kind of know what you're doing. So that's kind of like the business model that I'm, I think is the best for any beginner to start out with because not just lucrative, you know, but it's also probably the easiest because you're only going to be running ads. And when you're dealing with an account that has enough ad spend, you don't have to spend $1 of your own money. It gets fun. It's like a video game. It just keeps scaling the campaign as long as you know what to do. So that's, that's kind of the business model that I'm like promoting these days, guys. But you know, obviously there's problems with that too. The biggest problem that I think is with that business model is that you don't know how to scale, right? Because then you could really burn a lot of money and not make any money back for the client. Because even though it's easy, you still, you still have to figure it out, right? You got to have some experience. And there's only two ways that I think you could get that experience. Number one, you build your own store, you scale it up to 100 grand. So if you have one store at least, and you scale up to 100 grand, you know the science. After that, it's all about like testing products and stuff, but you will really have it down to a science because scaling isn't really that hard. The other stuff is. So the second method that I think we sort of, well, we had to plan it out and we had to strategically put, put it together because I didn't want people to like take on plans and not make, money, not make any money for them. So like the second method is you could join maybe a Facebook ads program or join, join my fellowship. So I have a fellowship now. So every week we jump on two calls, call number one, we show you how to get these clients. So it's like, again, it's just 10 people. So it's not even a lot of people. You're going to be on live with us and we're going to walk you through how to build that brand, how to get people to pay your attention and how to get the clients. Cause it's not that hard guys. Look, if you had an e-commerce store doing like 10,000 a month and you can't scale it, I come up to you and I'm like, Hey, I'm going to scale up the campaigns. You pay me no money. Like the only money that I'm going to make is from the actual store. It's a, it's a no brainer offer, right? Like no one's going to say, ah, hey, no, you can't do it for us. No one's really going to say it. Right. So that's the first call is like, we, we help you figure out how to do it. And of course, you know, like once you start having enough clients and you get some results, you start doing different things. Like now we don't do it for free anymore. Like we don't do it for like free upfront. Like we charge $3,000 for our agency. We get them on as a client for 90 days, which is three months, 3000 a month. And after the 90 days, we figure out if it's a client that I can work with and then we sell it to them. So we, we yeah. sell the whole profit cut idea. But if you're a beginner, you could just go up to people and be like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm going to do it for free. I'll do it for you. I'll scale it for you. And I take 30% of the money. The guy, the e-commerce store owner is like, well, if he doesn't make me any money, he isn't getting paid either. So yeah. it's a no-brainer yeah, offer. No-brainer. Yeah. In the fellowship, we also have a second call where you're going to jump on and we're actually going to be looking at your ad accounts, like your client's ad accounts, and we're actually going to be telling you how to scale them. So we're going to first teach you, and then we're also going to do it with you. So you guys could really scale the campaigns up. And these are the two easy, these are the only two ways that you actually do it. Unless you want to be a fake guru and rip off your clients, these are the only two ways of doing it. So yeah, dude. That's good. I mean, it gives people the insights, right? And hopefully no one listening wants to be a fake guru and rip people off. So if you do want yeah. to go down that, that model, it makes sense, right? It's the easiest way to go about it, which I think is very important for people to understand because 
yeah, like you said, you, you can go out and hear a lot of stuff, try a lot of stuff, not make any money and not make other people any money, which is like the biggest problem I have with people that teach people how to be or do Facebook ads or become a Facebook ads agency is they don't get that extra level of support. And then they go out there and they get their client and they charge them two grand, three grand, whatever it might be. And then they don't get them any results. And then yeah. people are like, like, oh, Facebook ad agencies are scammers. They rip people off, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, you just got hit by someone who, you know, did a six-week course, didn't get any support, and then suddenly sold you it because they think they can they can suddenly do ads and scale ads, which is not that easy, as you know. Yeah, I mean, look, you have a great reputation, man. Whoever I speak to, they're like, yeah, Kim is a great, Kim is a great guy. I think Michael Devlin spoke about you pretty nicely when we were on the call last time and Rhonda Swan speaks very nicely of you. Look, if you were a guy that didn't know Facebook ads, but you were just selling stuff, you wouldn't have that kind of reputation, right? Because people yeah. just know, like nothing ever beats like actual experience, right? Nothing beats actual experience. And you have the experience because you've been running ads for so long, so you kind of know exactly what to do. Now, in this case with the fellowship, they're kind of going to be leveraging off of our experience, which is exactly why I think it's kind of a good deal. But quite frankly, me, me personally, I hate the whole agency for newbies model. Like, like there's so many guys like that I see, dude, like they get clients, they get into the ClickFunds group and they're like, well, I just got a client. How do I now get him results? I'm like, oh, yeah. bro, what are you doing? Like, you shouldn't be selling him in the first place. Like, what are you even doing? Mr. Fake Guru. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you know, I completely agree with you on that, man. Like, you can't run an agency if you've never run any ads. Like, it's just not going to work. Like, you need experience yeah. with that. Not just about watching a course and like going out there and being that agency expert. So that's that. Yeah, no, 100%, man, agree. One more question for you that I always like to ask the same question to everyone as we wrap up our time together, which is what's one question that I didn't ask you that I should have? That's an interesting question, man. Uh, let me think. I don't know, bro. I think, I think I speak a lot. But okay, the one question that you should have asked me, I think, who am I? Because I think, I think your people need to look, I'm the source of information right now, right? Yeah. If they don't believe in me, they're not going to implement anything that I say. So I think, I think sort of like an introduction of myself, which I'm going to give you guys now anyway. I'm a meme expert, as people like to call it. And I'm also an e-commerce expert. We just scaled an e-commerce store to $4.5 million in sales using Facebook and Google ads. We were using Facebook ads and we were retargeting with Google. I have 5,000 students, uh, 4,000 students from 120 different countries. 200 testimonials so far from 20, 22 comma club winners, helped two two comma club winners, hit the two comma club. I'm not just that, also, I'm also a cool guy, I think. I like to think so, I'm not sure. So yeah, I mean, that's my intro, guys. And, you know, everything that I just told you is all from personal experience. If that's one, if there's one thing you guys should know about me is that the only reason I have a great reputation is because I never bullshit. Like, I'm never talking about mm. stuff that I'd never do. So like, everything that I talk about, I've actually done. So even the whole agency model that I just shared with you, we've done that. And that's exactly why I can, like, that's exactly why you should be implementing my strategies because they work. Like I've tried it, I've tested it in a different settings and they work. So yeah, that's about it, man. Yeah. Great interview. Ah, I love it, man. I love it. So for anyone that's listening there, like, cool, I like to say this guy, uh, maybe I just want to check out his memes or maybe I want to find out more about his stuff. What's the best place for people to connect with you? You, could, you, you guys could just follow me on Facebook. That's the easiest way. So it's aceready.com slash FB. You could go to aceready.com slash FB and you're going to pull up my Facebook profile. Add me as a friend. If I have the availability there, I'm going to accept you. If not, you can just follow me and I'll, I'll accept you if you keep liking my memes anyway. I'll probably send you a friend request if you like my memes. 
Yeah. There you go, guys. That's how that's how you can get the the coveted uh, friend request from Ace. Just go like all his memes after the races, and you, you've got a, a podcast coming out soon as well, which is going to be awesome coming out in the next couple of months. So keep your eyes out for that as well, guys. So Ace, once again, my man, thank you so much for making the time to join us today and share some of your wisdom. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, bro. And guys, if anyone listened, if you liked it, you enjoyed it, if you liked hearing what Ace had to say, please make sure you share this podcast with someone else that could get some benefit from it as well. And make sure you subscribe so you get to hear all these episodes first before anyone else. Until then, we'll see you guys next time. Cheers.